Good morning and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown uh, podcast with myself, Joe Oberle, senior writer at vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com and with Mark Craig from the startribune.com and alltheworld.com. Uh, just kidding. Mark, I'm coming from us. I'm coming to the folks from uh, my place out in Annandale where I'm collecting sap for the, the, the syrup boil that we're going to have at some point. And it's going about the same pace as the Vikings in free agency. Drip, 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 drip. Uh, you know, they haven't done a whole lot yet, but uh, there's been plenty of things going on. And the biggest one of them has been the uh, extension of Kirk Cousins, something we uh, talked about for weeks and months ever since the season ended and what the Vikings were going to do. And it was finally happened. It's supposed to be the first big domino to fall. Not many others. I don't think it was lined up right because not many other dominoes fell after it, but uh, for another metaphor. But uh, uh, what did you think of that move? Um, I'm not exactly, uh, it's not what I was looking for, but I figured that's what uh, ultimately would something like that would happen because uh, they, uh, Wolves want them to compete. And, and uh, so they extended them. I can describe it in a minute, but I'm curious what your initial thoughts are were of it. Well, first, first of all, they're, they're, it's quiet because uh, the Vikings have left less to spend than you do out there while you're collecting your sap. I mean, uh, this is what happens whenever you have a quarterback that you're giving this kind of money to. And, you know, the way I feel about the, the move is, um, you know, I think this really puts the, the pressure on this Kevin O'Connell, Quasi O'Connell. Okay. That, that if they're going to keep him now, obviously they're not, I don't think they're going to trade him now. So you're keeping him. You've kicked the can down the road. You, he's going to take up the first year of your honeymoon period. To me, it was all about like, do you want Kirk cousins at that price? I mean, people can, we can argue back and forth. Is he a good quarterback? Is he not a good quarterback? He's a good quarterback, but you've got also, when there's a salary cap in this league, you've got to weigh it against what you're paying this guy. Um, so, you know, the beauty of Kirk Cousins, he's got to be the best businessman. Him and his agent had to be the, the best businessman, business people to come along in the NFL in uh, forever because uh, Ben Gessling had a stat that uh, since Kirk started his, he had the two, uh, uh, franchise tag years and they came to the Vikings by the time he gets done with that, it's going to be like $230 million uh, over nine years, 185 of that coming from the Vikings. So, you know, they keep, there's just, there's this investment in Kurt constantly of, well, you know, we can do, we can get this out of him. We can get this out of him. Well, there's people on that are unemployed now that have gone by the wayside saying that they can get this out of him at this price. So what, this does for Kevin O'Connell is okay. You're the quarterback guy. You're the offensive guy. You're the 36 year old genius. You got to get something out of him at this price. Cause not the honeymoon starts. Now you've, you've put, you've hitched your wagon to Kirk for two more years, probably. Um, you know, you, they brought his cap down from 45 million to 31 and a half million. The beauty of Kirk is that makes people feel like, Oh, we're getting him at a bargain. Well, you know, $31 million cap figure uh, Tom Brady comes back on the same day. Tom Brady's cap number is 20.3. Kirk's is 30. Now 30 comes down to 31 and a half. So, but he gets um, a $5 million raise too with that. Yeah. All that, I mean, all that stuff that that's, that comes out of a uh, Ziggy and Mark's pocket. I mean, to me, it's like the fans should be more interested in how does this, uh, how does it affect the, the cap? How does it uh, affect their ability to compete? If they want to just keep throwing money at him, uh, and work the cap figure and all that. 
But I think what I would have done, I mean, is it depends on whether they could have gotten one of these other guys. Well, let's say, say uh, I would take a Teddy Bridgewater at $10 million one year or $8 million and kind of get out from underneath this and start anew than I would to give him uh, 30, to count him as 31 million this year and then 36 or $37 million next year. Uh, that's, that's probably what, how I would have gone, but, but that would have required you to take a, a lot less in a trade. You would have probably, I think Carson Wentz, they got what, two threes for him. Yeah. Uh, you would have had to kind of give a bargain basement deal in a trade. The Vikings ownership did not want it to take less than, than what, uh, like someone would have thrown a couple ones at him. Yeah. Kirk would be gone, but they, they there's nobody going to give them that kind of uh, trade value. So they said, we're going to keep him. We're going to try and win. So the, the onus is on them. Uh, now the pressure and the pressure is also on Kwesi, uh to uh, work this cap and, and plug all these holes that you could have plugged with that money that's going to Kirk. So um, if it pays off, these guys are geniuses. If it doesn't, they're going down the same path that the other guys did. Yeah, and, and that's what we've heard a lot. I mean, at least if you go on Vikings Twitter, there's, you know, it's uh, – uh, old boss, same as the new boss, quoting the who and such, you know, that they, they feel like it, what they're doing looks the same. I, um, you know, I, yeah, obviously they couldn't find a suitor for him. I think they probably reportedly listened to some trades for him and probably got nothing near what they wanted. They're kind of over a barrel. Um, they, you know, I, I, for me, I, I would have been happy if they somehow just uh, let him go take the hit and, or not let him go played out this one year as as it was and uh, unless they can fix things because um, to be attached to such a thing, you can't, you can't do much else. And the Vikings haven't, you know, I, uh, where, where does this leave them uh, cap wise? Well, I mean, first let me, let me say, I mean, he got, he got a two year, or he got another year extension. So he's on for two years yet, two seasons, and there's two voidable years. Um Plus, uh, he got the five million dollar raise this year. The cap hit goes down to thirty one, and it's like thirty six next year. So they're going to be strapped with him again in uh, two thousand twenty three. Um, it, like you said, it has to come down to being able to <clears throat> Kevin O'Connell to really get him to perform and to 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 get in the playoffs and win a playoff game for this to be successful. Um, and I don't know if they can do that if they don't build the defense. I mean. All right, now they got a thirty-one dollar cap hit. What what does that do for them to fill any of the other holes? I mean, they've got uh, we we've seen all kinds of uh, guards get uh, snapped up, you know, for big dollars uh, uh, yesterday, yesterday, and probably today uh, that were available out there. And I'm not sure if the Vikings are in that market or not, but they should be. Uh, does that mean Wyatt Davis is now their guy? Uh, um, they've got plenty of holes on defense and uh, I, I don't know, Mark, how do you, do you feel like this, this really still has them in a buying cap wise? Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, the chickens have come home to roost, as I say, you know, it's uh it's time to pay. It's uh, uh they made this, they jumped in, in, in bed with this, this, this uh, quarterback. Uh, and, you know, they've had, they've been top heavy for trying to win and try this regime, the past regime. It failed. And, uh, you know, you might see some sort of re- total reboot, but they do have enough talent uh, at some of the sk- at skill positions, big name superstar positions. They got receivers. They got, you know, Kirk 
you know, and again, it's it's not Kirk. Is he a good quarterback or is he not a good quarterback? He is. He's a he's a very good quarterback. Is he the guy? Can he lead you to to being a winning team? And that's just been it hasn't been proven. It's been you know they, the one year that uh, in 2019 they get to the you know they they get to the playoffs and they they uh, you know, he has that really good game against the Saints down there and um, but for all the money that they've thrown at him, it shit has not been proven that he can be the kind of guy that can suck all the air out of the room financially and lead a team uh, to, to where they want to go. So, uh, and the reason, the reason they're not, they're not a player in all those, you know, that offensive line is they don't have the money. They're effectively, I think they're $6 million still over the cap. Now they cut, uh, they cut Michael Pierce, but they also signed the nose tackle from the bills. They got to fit him under the cap. Now, Michael Pierce, you save $6 million, but you take a $4 million dead money hit. So there's dead money. I mean, I think they still have dead money going to uh, Kyle Rudolph and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, so everything's coming home to, you know, and it'd be very interesting to see how they piece this all together with, with no money. Mark, is this, is this uh, a Ziggy and Mark Wealth uh, hamstring, Quasi uh, and, and O'Connell? I mean, he said, you know, in the introductory press conferences of those guys, he said, we still feel like we can compete. We still feel like, you know, it, yeah. we don't want to rebuild. And they, they kind of put that message out there that at least to the public, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. But so so they kind of forced this maneuver from the Vikings and said, OK, we're going to we, we don't want to go watch another seven to nine season. You're you got to go uh, take what you got here and keep going because we, we're not going to re- retrench and reboot. Is is that what's going on here? Or is that is uh, is, is where they just left with no choice? <clears throat> Well, you know, no owner is going to come out and say, "Hey, we're going to suck for a year." You know, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to, you know, don't buy your tickets until two thousand twenty-three. Uh, stay home, watch, uh, watch Andy Griffith for that on Sundays for this year. Uh, no, they're trying. You know, they're keeping the interest going. I, I don't know that. Um, I believe that keeping Kirk Cousins at this kind of money is the we're going to be super competitive because, like you said, they, you know, they got. You know, when the Rams went out and got Matthew Stafford, okay, he fit perfectly with what they're looking for. And I'm not saying Kirk is Matthew Stafford. There's an intangible there that Stafford has that I don't think Kirk does have. Uh, but Kirk's a really good quarterback, great passer. Uh, is he the guy that's going to lead you where, where maybe a Matthew Stafford can with everything around Matthew Stafford? Well, you know, I, to me, I, I, you know, take the offers and, and, and trade him to someone that who, who's a lot closer to where um, that, that that's their one piece they need. Uh, the Vikings have so many pieces that they need right now that they, we might not see, we might not have seen the end of what, by the time this airs or later in the week uh, by, by the start of the league year, there might be more guys going and are having to restructure or, or um, I mean, the Vikings are up against it uh, financially and um you know, things are going to have to change. I mean, people want to, they want a guard, they want a cornerback, they want, uh, you know, a linebacker to replace Anthony Barr or Anthony Barr at some outrageous price or whatever, because he fits the three, four. Well, you know, he doesn't fit the three, four if he's standing on the sideline with a, with an arthritic knee and he's 30 years old and, um, and he's going to cost too much. So this is a, this is a team that's, Got to be. It's not going to be a top. It, it's it was top heavy for so long. Now, it, it's just uh, the the bills are coming due, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they how they handle this. 
don't be ripping on people with arthritic knees. I mean, we're, we can still, we can still get a hobble out there. What are you talking about? Um, you know, it's, it is going to be tough. Uh, they, they, uh, yeah, I, I don't know for me, I feel like it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, maybe, maybe the Quasi and Quasi's, uh, was strapped with a uh, untenable position with 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 this albatross of a uh, contract for Kirk Cousins. I mean, we all said you know it's going to be the first domino. What's going to happen? And uh, they're kind of going status quo. Uh, they're not making big splashes like a couple things you mentioned. They they uh, signed the the uh, defensive tackle from the from the Bills. Where the heck is his name? Oh, Harrison Phillips. Now they have three Harrisons on their team, and. Yeah. They uh, let go Michael Pierce, who was just had so much promise when he was signed two years ago. You know, he was going to come in and replace. Uh, I can't remember the big dude that that left. Linval Joseph. Yes. And uh, we would just step right into it. And then he didn't play because of COVID. And then he got injured and only played eight games last year. So uh, that that one just was just uh, a free agent signing that was just a bust. And uh, so now, you know, they still have to figure out Daniil Hunter on that defensive line. And then they need to uh, make sure they, they're probably going to have to go with a backup at the other defensive end that they had in the past years. Cause I don't think they can sign or will sign Everson Griffith again, but uh, it so much, so much to do. And, you know, in a way I feel bad for uh, Quasi and O'Connell, but on the other, on the other hand, I feel like, this was your chance to really come out there and make a big splash and show Vikings fans this is a new regime and a new a new uh, organization to do some things and I, I, I it doesn't feel like that yet. Well, with what? With what? I mean, there, there's law, there's rules. They don't have the money to do any of this uh, splashing that you're talking about. Uh, now, good. You know, I'm not I'm not to say in Zimmer. You know, there were, uh, just put some context into what where Zimmer went from. Whenever people were okay with a defensive-minded coach that was uh, winning, um, you know, a couple um, division titles and stuff like that, to where he was at the end. Okay, perfect example would be um, uh, Michael Pierce two years ago uh, when when uh, when Zimmer arrived. His first move was to get Linval Joseph. Linval Joseph was a home run. Linval Joseph was a force for a long time on a defense that was. Uh, ranked number one at some point. It was very high. You know, it immediately kind of turned around the defense, all right? So the next wave, you know, Linval gets a little older, a little more, can't afford him anymore because of Kirk uh, and because you're paying, now you now you put your money in your quarterback uh, instead of your defense. Um, and all of a sudden it's, um, the, the second wave is to sign Michael Pierce. Okay, he was guy, he was going to be the guy, come in, be that, that guy, that player. For immediately, he, he opts out of COVID. Okay, so that's you put that stone on on the went on, on Zimmer. You attach that stone to Zimmer's foot. Start dragging him down. All right, then they have to play. They have to get rid of their cornerbacks. Top three cornerbacks have to be jettisoned. Okay, so that's a little bit more. The one corner that they drafted in the first round next year, they have to cut him or they cut him right away because he, he's involved in a a lawsuit with a. Uh, uh, Domestic abuse, all that stuff. So he, that guy's out of football. Zimmer doesn't get access to him for the year that he gets fired. But for the record, he was. He, he, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. So all of a sudden, here we are, a month or two months after the season, that guy was found innocent. So 
you know, that that's, these are all the kind of things that, you know, a co- you know, COVID Kirk, Kirk doesn't show up in green Bay because he has COVID. So everybody has these problems, but for a guy that was trying to keep his job, if you look at all the, if these things don't go this way, it's suddenly it's, it's a different story. Yeah. Well, my, my point is though, uh, they could have done something a little more dramatic in that they could have said, they could have went to Kirk and said, okay, Kirk, <clears throat> we need some help from you here in order to put a team around you in order to be successful. And, uh, it, for, you know, I know you've said in the past, why would you, why are you going to take less money? He could have done something more friendly with them to, to, with their cap somehow and, you know, uh, made it easier for the Vikings to do something. They are, and I, I, I guess I would have said then, if you're not going to play ball with us, because some quarterbacks do, Tom Brady plays ball. He's taken lesser contracts to keep the team around him to win Super Bowls. And I'm sorry that might, not everybody might do that, but he did from time to time. But my point is that they, if you aren't going to play ball with us, Kurt, then you're going to play out this thing. We're going to take a mulligan year and we're going to start rebuilding. And, you know, it's, it's a dramatic thing to do, but I, part of me was getting myself, you know, interested in seeing a new Vikings team. I mean, they've got plenty of talent on the O, but, you know, they've got a running back that's probably paid too much. They've got an aging wide receiver that they're probably going to have to go to and get some money out of him. And, uh, but, they, you know, so th- there are things they could have done, but I, I, this, this to me is, is a little bit status quo that just kind of says, meh. You know, I guess we'll just roll with this and we'll go on big BA. Maybe we'll win one more game this year and, and hope that the, the uh, NFC is just like it was last year and, and uh, maybe sneak into the playoffs, get beaten, and, and then play another year with Kirk. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not exciting. I know that they, they were strapped. And like you said, things have come home to roost. But man, uh, uh, this just seems like uh, almost a rubber stamp. Okay, we're going to go with Kirk again. I get it. I, I don't like to watch Vikings losing games. It come the kickoff beginning of the year, I would be pissed if yeah, they didn't have a good team to put out there. But you know what? Uh, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm, I, I figure, Kirk, you got, you got to you help out a little bit, you know? But I know. Well, I think – I think if you t- if you took him at forty five and looking more at the cap and how this is all shaken out and everything and uh, I'm not a cap I'm not the cap wizard. Our ben Gessling is our um, he could be a, probably be a cap guy for the NFL. Um, but to, as you more as, as you look at it, it's if they took him at forty five million dollars, they they would have had the the cuts that they would have to make would have been uh, there wouldn't be anybody left. I wouldn't be like. Like Kendricks might have to get cut, or there would just have to be so many cuts that would that would be so deep that they wouldn't be able to, um, you know, to field a, even a bad team. I don't think if so, their, their solution when they when they when they didn't decided not to take whatever was off being offered for Kirk was to kick the can down the road a little bit, just not as much as I mean, this is this is tripling down on Kirk Cousins. It's you know the. The guys that double down on him are, are out of work, and the guy that come they coming in to triple down, I feel, is you know really, like you said, there could have been a uh, a way to start a, start anew and fill more holes and and frankly I I don't by by keeping Kirk I don't that doesn't satisfy my like oh we're gonna win now because they really don't they don't win they don't win enough with him so to to keep giving him this kind of this much of the cap and this much money. To me, was was a missed opportunity. I would have taken 
you know, I'm not sure what I would have taken, but I would have figured it out. And I would have said, we're taking this and then we're going to go and get, you know, and the other part of this is you have to go out and get a Teddy Bridgewater. A, yeah. James Winston, uh, someone that, you know, Mark, we're having a, what's that? Marcus Mariota. Yeah. We're, we're you know, someone that we're all going to curl our nose up and say, Oh, we don't want him. But, a Marcus to me, a Marcus Mariota at six million or nine million or whatever it is, Teddy Bridgewater at ten million dollars, Jameis Winston at whatever he's gonna get, to me is okay. That I would rather do that than to than to, you know, uh, have all the money put in Kirk where you can't really improve yourself much around the rest of the team. And then you got the problem again next year, and uh, you know. I don't know what the quarterback class will be like in 2023. I think it's supposed to be better, but um, then you, you can get the quarterback then. Um, oh, it's not just Kirk, it's money. It's get a, get a placeholder quarterback instead of this, this placeholder albatross because, you, like you say, you can't win with him. He's not gonna, he is who he is after eight, nine years in the league. This is what he's going to be. And he might, he might not get you that win that you, you weren't going to get like a, a Aaron Rodgers can. Uh, or or even a Tom Brady can he's not going to do that so get a placeholder that gets you to that that class of quarterbacks in in 2023 that's a little bit better doesn't that seem like that's what uh, the Steelers are doing when they lost Ben Rosenberger and signed Mitch Trubisky isn't that kind of a placeholder quarterback yeah I, I don't know I mean Trubisky's young enough that uh, maybe they'd be looking at him I hope they're looking at him longer term as, as a Browns fan to I sort of like that Mason Cole was overpaid to block for Mitchell Trubisky in Pittsburgh. It's a pretty good, pretty good. Uh, if you're in Cleveland, you like those moves. Uh, but no, it's almost like Kirk's being treated as a as a placeholder, but gets still getting like elite franchise money. Yes. You know, yeah. Because so, uh, you're talking about okay, well, if he's um, if he's not on the roster in 2024, he would count only like 12 and a half million against your cap, which the cap's going to keep going up and up. So. The 2024 cap number is not a big deal. Like having 12, 13 million dollars dead money on him isn't a big deal on 2024. Uh, but you know, I, I guess what I'm saying, you know, we don't like it right now. But to me, uh, this is their opportunity. This is not Mike Zimmer taking Kirk Cousins into a season. This is a an offensive guy who's a McVay tree guy who um, is a former quarterback. He can you know. Let's see if he can do it. This is this is their decision. You selling me some hope, Mark? You selling me some hope? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, I I, I kind of wrote this last week. It's like people took it as you got as I wrote that they should get rid of Kirk, and to some degree, it might have been slanted that way. But my feeling was, you, this is a move you can't miss. You know, if you think that this is the right move for you, you better be right where the other guys were not right. And if you have something that you and they. They do have something to offer that's maybe a little more encouraging than what Zimmer had. Um, is that you're an offensive coach? You're 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 <laughs> you got a different way of looking at it. You know, Kirk's probably maybe more comfortable with you, but I just don't see them being able to, to get him set, but then be able to put the team around him that he needs because there's not enough money because it's all going to it's most of it's going to him, and that's what you know. If Zimmer was on this podcast right now, that's what he'd be saying. Is that you know my defense fell apart because of that decision that they talked him into into accepting. Uh, you know this is the time of the year the NFL loves to sell hope, 
And uh, unfortunately, uh, anything but this might have been a way to sell hope. I mean, if they reboot, at least, you know, you're selling, okay, maybe they will, let's, we'll give them a benefit of the doubt and watch them climb. If, uh, you know, this, this, the status quo doesn't, it's, it sells you more of the same. We know what we're going to get from Kirk next year. We know, you know, we got to watch them incrementally build the, the defense, uh, hopefully a little bit and see, you know, what happens there. I mean, by the time this defense does get back up to Steve, Harrison Smith's going to be done. Uh, Kenricks and Barr are going to be at their last legs. You know, it, it's going to be tough to do anything. So uh, unless they make some dramatic moves and dramatic cuts, but uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's just a little bit of, I mean, even really epically bad and great are, are better than uh, the same. I think if you know, if, if what, what the status quo is, if it's not great and you're getting that again, that's worse than, if they really, if they just, you know, went, went in the truck. I don't know. Being competitive, something to be said about being competitive. And like even you know, Zimmer you know, lost his job, but they were, they were, they, I know that the playoffs have watered down and stuff, but they were still, I'd much rather be like, you know, having something to worth watching in week 15, 16, if you're middling around like the Vikings have done That's the past two years. Games and you're, you have to watch them. Some people get just. Well, no, no, well, what I'm saying is that. Would you, you know, because you could maybe catch fire in the playoffs uh, as opposed to being like Jacksonville or being like Detroit where you're just bad every single year. I mean, right. do you want to be, you know, horrible every single year? Like, okay, uh, you know, it, when Philadelphia put that dream team together, remember when they in the offseason and they just went crazy and they got all these star players? I, I think they finished 8-8 eight and eight or whatever it was. It's like 2010 or 11 or whatever it was. Um, Jacksonville right now is oh Jacksonville Jacksonville spending money like crazy, um, you know maybe it works for them eventually because they did invest in the quarterback that probably is going to be okay, um, but you know they had a number one quarterback now they're spending a lot of money. Uh, I don't see Jacksonville becoming you know the dominant AFC team right now because look what's in the AFC and uh, so. You know the, the Browns for years won the draft. They won the offseason. They were they they raised more trophies in March and April than any team for about a ten yards ten year stretch than anybody. But they you know couldn't put it together on the field. So you know the Vikings is this is we're talking after day one of free agency. I mean I know. where the Vikings, where the Vikings are going to have to um, you know to score is you know none of us know a whole lot about this this Phillips guy. Okay. But he comes from the number one defense. You know, he, he's 26 years old. He came from the number one defense in the league, both uh, in points and yards allowed. You know, he's a, he's a good young player. So, you know, that's not the splash. That's not the uh, Brandon sure for uh, Teron Armstead and all this, you know, the names that we all throw out there is the, you know, this is the, or JC Jackson, uh, you know, those are the ones everyone wants because, they're the names now. Well, four years ago, a lot of these guys were third round picks, um, you know, nobodies. So where Quasi where he comes into the equation is he's got to he's got to build something uh, with his system that doesn't just rely on throwing a bunch of money at the biggest names and, and having the number one pick and all that. So he, you know, it's this is going to be a, a true test of not only the coaching staff but but uh, the, the new brain trust, uh, Quasi and then, and, and how they pick players. 
You know, I you, you said something about, yes, competing, and there's something to be said about that for sure. But the thing is, here in Minnesota, Mark, you being a Clevelander, I don't know how if you can speak to a person, but that's what we've had for decades. They're always, you know, end up with a draft pick from 12 to 23, you know, never really great and never really bad enough to, to, to make that big splash. And I mean, look at, look at Cincinnati. They've put together in a very short time, some rotten teams to turn it around into, you know, with some great draft picks into a, in a, a Super Bowl contender. They were in the Super Bowl. I wish the Vikings for one year would suck to the point where they would get, you know, a top five pick and in a year when they could land that quarterback or something. So I was ready for that you know having seen this middling yes we're competitive which during the season i admit it's hypocritical but i love it i want them to win games but you know when they start losing a few then all of a sudden maybe you don't mind if they lose a few more you know start start tanking for something else other than the same thing year after year after year i'm speaking for a lot of vikings fans out there that that feel this way i know it's you know, deep down, like I said, with the lineup on Sunday, I want the Vikings to win. I don't want to go and cheer for a loser. But by the same token, man, this is just – it just feels like a, another snowfall falling that just on top of us and we have to muddle out of it. So there's another metaphor for you. Are you, are you, you all right, Joe? Yeah. You're going to be all right? When I get to drink the rest of this Grey Duck vodka, I will be. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, if – if losing, uh, winning one game and guaranteed the quarterback that's going to take you to the Super Bowl in three years, then, yeah, do it. Uh, but the, the draft is such a crapshoot. I mean, the Browns, I don't know how many uh, – when they rebooted in 99, they had Tim Couch. And, um, and then the next year, you know, they didn't take a quarterback, but there was no quarterbacks. No, wait. Yeah, I don't know. They took uh, the, the defensive end from Penn State. He, he was a bust. Tim Couch was a bust. You know, it's – if your if your team and your and your your franchise is not stable enough, you just keep you know. Like I said, if there was a guarantee that you uh, you know you you go one in sixteen, you get um, a Peyton Manning, and then he takes you to the Super Bowl in four years, and you win it all. Um, yeah, that's great, but that there's no guarantee in any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right. Well, you know, we're probably gonna be talking in a week here. And I'll, I'll be singing a different tune. But what it looks to me like right now, since they can't, I know they're hamstrung. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they, they can only do so much with this uh, uh, free agency because of what they got going. They better hit on their draft picks because it's going to be a really tough year. If, if they can't do anything in free agency and you know they have another season like last year where maybe one guy out of the draft class contributes. So, Something better, better change there. I, before I leave this topic of quarterbacks, what did you think of the uh, flirtation last week that all of a sudden Deshaun Watson was coming here for? <laughs> I, I thought, oh my God, that's that's the one thing I'm happy about that the Vikings did by resigning Kirk Cousins because they didn't go and bring that. Now, as soon as we get done with this podcast, I'll find out they traded for him and they gave him. <laughs> seven number ones and, and Kirk cousins. But I, I, you know, I, I just think that is, I could, I can cheer for Kirk cousins a heck of a lot more than I can cheer for Deshaun Watson, I guess is, is my point. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, so, so legally it's um, obviously with the developments that happened after the season here, you know, he's become that hot topic again. So yeah, uh, the Vikings are, you know, when it was looking like the Vikings might shop Kirk cousins. Yeah. I'm sure. 
the agent, you know, hey, you know, Vikings, add the Vikings to the list, you know, uh, of all the, you know, because we all know who the, who needs the quarterbacks. The Vikings were kind of that that uh, team on. Well, do they do they do they want Cousins? Do they not want Cousins? So I'm sure that somewhere along the line, an agent or uh, his people just said, you know, hey, Vikings are a possibility. And you know, if I and and Quasi, I think is going to be a guy that's going to uh, anything's on the table. I think that's what all these guys should say. I would never paint myself into a corner. I mean, they, they, there's there's ways that they say things like uh, like Spielman used to say right before he'd trade someone uh, like Percy or whatever. The, the wording could be immediately dissected as, uh, you know, that doesn't yeah, that's not the vote of confidence that you think it is. Uh, but, yeah, just everything's on the table. I think Quasey's a guy that would would be would entertain talks for anybody. Uh, so or or, you know, that's going to be one thing about this guy. I think it's going to be good is that. You know, he's not coming in with like uh, just a preconceived way of thinking about certain things. He's, I think he's going to be open to all kinds of data, and uh, which is that's the fancy way of the analytics is just you're 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 taking in more data. Ironic that his first move was status quo. Then, nope, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, they did sign Greg Joseph, another status quo, the kicker that who had a pretty. Uh, they 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 uh, gave him a tender offer. Yeah. They have a right of first refusal. So if someone wants to sign him for $10 million, then uh, they'll, they, they'll get him. But they, they should be able to hang on to him, I would hope. But here's some of the other names that have the Vikings have part of his ways with uh, a couple uh, interior, a couple offensive linemen, Dakota Dozier and Rashad Hill are gone. They've, they've let them go and find a new suitor. Now that says to me, uh, they do like what they have in their line and Wyatt Davis is the guy and maybe they'll backfill somewhere along the lines with some uh, 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 depth for the line. That's why they're not out there. They can't go out there and get one of these big name guards. But, uh, you know, that that doesn't, you know, I, I hope it'll be fun to see if Wyatt Davis can do anything because he didn't get a chance. He didn't get out of Zimmer's doghouse, but uh, uh, hopefully he can because if he, if he's, if he doesn't, it's going to be the same old Kirk Cousins, you know, Checking down, checking down, throwing a panic pass before you know, blah blah blah, and and, and we'll see the same. So, there, there's two names. Mason Cole's also gone. He went to the Steelers. Uh, he was a good backup for the Vikings. And Xavier he was. I thought he was okay. You know, backup. You know, he filled in. He actually played admirably from time to time. Was he? Is he great? No, that's one reason why he's gone, I guess. But uh, he was all right. And um, Xavier Woods has gone to the Panthers. So. Uh, lost some of the depth at safety. So, any thoughts there? Obviously, you think Mason Cole is better than I, th- or not as good as I thought he was. Well, you know, and uh, you know Xavier Woods. You know, I didn't see Xavier Woods as a guy that you're like, oh my gosh, you got to throw. Uh, he has to come back. You know, I like that they have a new regime, and it's just like, you know, players that you're attached to. You know, look what they how uh, overall they where they brought you to. So. To me, it's like I love that there's you know everything's on the table. You, this team could look a, a lot of different ways. Um, Xavier Woods was where he was good, especially last year with COVID and injuries and everything. He was the only guy in the league that played every defensive snap for his team. So uh, he was depend he was durable. Um, so to me, that that's that's a that was such a trait that the Vikings didn't have last year or didn't haven't had the last couple of years is a guy that was there every single day, every single play. Um, so that's tough to, to replace, but he played you know, he's one of those, 
played hard. Yeah, he's one of those guys that can be replaced. Uh, uh, to me, I look at that defense, and uh, you know, they got a interesting situation coming up with Daniil and, have, and owing him eighteen million dollars uh, the third or fourth day of the league year. Next down. Um, yeah. So, what do you do with him? I, you know, I think you know, if you if you're keeping Kirk Cousins and throwing money at him, I think you you know you 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 keep. You know, Daniil, and you work out, you work that out financially. Not what Kirk has, and what Kirk has been able to cash in on over and over and over for ten years now is the fact that Kirk Cousins is going to be there every Sunday. You know, he's just he's he he gambled on his ability to pass the ball and ability to stay healthy. Um, now the wins the the wins haven't come. The leadership of leading a team to victory, uh, to big time victories, has not followed that, but. If you're if you're if you show up every day and you uh, and you're uh, can throw the ball like he does, then he he's made a lot of money off of that. So yeah, he's, he's yeah. done well. I don't know if you noticed, Mark, but uh, right behind me there's a sign on the wall. You should pay attention to it and, and mark That's that it. matches. Thirty seven minutes. Thirty seven minutes. Get your mad butcher because uh, uh, this free agency is going to make you want to drink. Um, Let's see. Then we have, uh, you know, you mentioned Hunter. Hunter, Harrison Smith, uh, Eric Kendricks, uh, Anthony Barr, some big-name players on that defense that uh, I can't see this. We're all of them are going to be back. Um, there, there's got to be some contract adjustments there. And, uh, yeah, I have to believe, Mark, do you think for for Quasi and O'Connell to do this, they have to have a plan with this. They have to have seen this as a contingency that Kirk would uh, end up doing this. So they got to figure out, you know, they have to have some idea what they're going to do. What do you I think? Hope so. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next, especially on that defense with some of those big names? Are we going to see some of those guys gone? I'm hoping that they don't like get on a zoom every for an hour, every Tuesday morning and talk about this and, uh, that's all they do. I'm hoping that they spend a little bit of time uh, figuring out Kurt, you know, figuring out. Uh, I don't think Quasey's out tapping trees anywhere. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously the number one thing was Kirk. And when they decided that was probably a lot earlier, <laughs> obviously a lot earlier than when they announced uh, his extension. Um, and it all, it, yeah, it all comes, it all unfolds from there. Now, Anthony Barr's, uh, is I reached the end of his contract. Anthony Barr, I, I would be stunned if he's back. I mean, he's not going to come back for some, you know, minuscule contract. And to me, uh, he sort of lost his allure whenever, I mean, Zimmer was such, so reliant on him and liked him so much that he was a guy that they gave too much money to in the last contract. Yep. Uh, I, I don't, I just don't see him as a guy. He's not a guy that, I, I, I put a high priority on because it's nothing against him. He's a, you know, a good player, uh, but he's, he's over 30 now. He's got a, He's got injury history. He's got knee, knee uh, history of knee, some knee issues. Um, you know, they say he fits the three, four, but he hasn't played the three, four since he was in college. Um, I, I just don't, I see cheaper options. Some there's gotta be cheaper options. than then Anthony, what Anthony Barr is probably going to cost you now, Eric Kendricks, is a guy that I, you know, there's certain guys that you're okay with, like saying, whatever, you know, if you have to, if he had to change him out, then it's a new regime. But I think Eric Kendricks is a guy you build around. Uh, Daniil, if, if the, the money works out, um, you know, I, 
I guess I put Harrison Smith in there for one more year, but you know, if I don't know if someone wanted to trade for Harrison Smith, uh, I would be, I would be listening. Yeah. Um, you know, the tackles, you know, O'Neal, uh, Darisaw, um, are guys you build around. Uh, obviously, uh, Jefferson, uh, Cook for you know, to, but that's just not enough body. It's not enough. There's a lot of talent, but there's just zero depth right now. Zero. I mean, it'd be, it's going to be fascinating to watch how they because everyone will put together a team. All 32 will find a way is to see what the Vikings come up with with all these uh, limitations. Can you imagine uh, what's going to happen at uh, uh, the U.S. Bank Stadium when, when uh, Kirk throws his first interception? There might be some boo birds out there. <laughs> the thing about Kirk is that he's got fans, he's got ardent fans that support him and ardent fans that are, that are against him. So it, it, well, he's, go ahead. Well, the other thing about Kirk is that it's not always a great stat to have like one interception in week 10 or whatever it is. I'm just saying, you don't want to be like, uh, he, he shouldn't be like Brett Favre and throw six a game and just keep on throwing. Uh, but he's also played games where um, he is so reserved and so uh, uh, I don't say afraid, but he's so cautious that it just like the Dallas game. Uh, I think the, the Ravens game where it's just like, they're just, come on, Kirk. It's, this is your time. This is your moment. Now he did show some of that, obviously in Cincinnati and Arizona and Carolina, but not enough to what they're paying it, the kind of money they're paying him. It's just, there, there are certain times in games where it's like, okay, this is you, this is your moment because of what they're, because of where you put yourself, and it just doesn't you know, always come come through. So, uh, you know, to me, it's like uh, you don't want to throw a bunch of interceptions, but you also don't want to like be so careful that you're just not making enough plays. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to change that in, but you know, that's 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 on KOC and his staff to to get more out of them, and they they exactly they profess that they could. So, well, that's what we'll, we'll be watching for. Let's take a quick break here in Vikings territory and uh, uh, say a quick prayer for Vikings coming season. No, I'm kidding. Well, we'll be right back with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. All right, we're back in Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig, Mark uh, NFL insider. What uh, you know, even though the Vikings were were dripping like uh, sap out of the maple trees in free agency, other teams were doing some stuff. So. Uh, what did you see out there that you liked? There was some winners and some losers. There's there was a bit of movement, some big name stuff since since we talked last. Uh, uh, what did you see and what did you like or dislike? Well, I think uh, the winners are uh, the Buccaneers and the Packers because one, they paid their they paid their two time MVP and he's he, as of uh, what time is it? Eleven fifty on uh, Tuesday. He's happy, so uh, it's good to have that he's happy. Uh, and also that brought their cap do- number down to where they could afford uh, uh, Devontae Adams to give him the franchise tag and keep him. So she's not happy about. It. Yeah, well, nobody's they're never happy about that stuff. Um, they just they just have to muddle along on eighteen million or whatever it is for a year. Um, but yeah, and, but you know, if, if he gets an extension, I don't know who knows. But the fact that they that those two are there obviously um, changes the division. It's like. Uh, it's still going to go through Green Bay. You know, the Green Bay can never get over the, the hump in the playoffs here. One more time with Rodgers, at least. Uh, that remains to be seen. But as far as like the initial step, uh, winning that division, it's Green Bay. So that's a huge, 
advantage for them. And then I was, and Tom Brady for I was shocked, Mark. Shocked, I tell you, shocked that Mark Brady uh, Tom Brady came out of retirement. I, I, I just don't get these guys make I mean, can we stop announcing things? Can we just I mean, especially it came it came so like uh definitive with him, like he, he announces it on social media. It's someone uh, there was a good tweet that Tom Brady spent fewer days in retirement than he did on days playing playoff games. It's like 40 days where he was retired and he has 47 playoff games. So, you know, he beat out yeah, Favre too. He, he retired for less than Favre did. So he, he has, a- yeah. So it's, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the announcement. I told, I told my office, I'm like, it was, you know, as soon as he retired, it, he's that kind of player where we, have, we, we, oh, we have to have come up. We have to have content. We got to keep yeah. feeding, feeding the beast. And, so I said, uh, I, whenever it happened the other day, I said, "Can we save all the ode to Brady, all that, all this, the inches and uh, the content that we put out when he retired? Just run it the next time he retires." Uh, but you know, however it came about, you know, that's obviously puts Tampa Bay back in the mix, um, especially now. It's it's the like, AFC's getting probably getting stronger. The AFC's getting a little bit weaker uh, quarterback situation. Brady obviously can still play. Uh, and by bringing him back, they you know they they go out and they they resign their center. So if you're going to have Brady, you got to have that interior line. It's got to be solid. They yeah. did have a young guy, Ollie Marpet, that retired at 28. Um, maybe if maybe they talk him into coming back, I don't know. Uh, but you know that that those are two teams that you know didn't go out and spend a bunch of money like Jacksonville, and but they, but they're winners, you know. And I like the fact that the Packers uh, last year they went out and got the the uh, Gophers linebacker Devondre Campbell uh, for two million dollars, and I think it was a there's a clip or something where Aaron Rodgers says uh, you know something like you know, we paid that guy only two million or something. It was like because he was such a gave such a a dominant player, a really good part of that defense. So they gave him I think ten million a year for three years or whatever it was. So. Yeah, and then, but then they also released Zadarius Smith for financial reasons. Uh, they're a team that's up against the cap as well. So I like what they did. Uh, I really like what the Chargers have done. Um, you know, they, they they trade for Khalil Mack. You know, I always thought the Bears overpaid. I, when that trade went down with, with the Raiders, I tweeted that, and I heard it from the Bears forever, Bears fans, uh, about how, you know, uh, you're crazy. And I like, well, they didn't get anything. They didn't get anything out of, uh, you know, no, no playoff wins or anything like that. So, uh, you know, to me, and then, then they also, uh, they also go out and get JC Jackson. So they got a, a top rush guy. They got a top cover guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jackson's only 26 years old. So uh, I like what the chargers are doing. You know, the, the, there was, there was talk, uh, that the Vikings were interested in Akeem Hicks from the Bears interior lineman for a while. I guess that's probably – they're probably not anymore now that they've signed uh, uh, Phillips. But, uh, you know, so maybe he's on the outs there. And then Khalil Mack has gone to the Chargers. You mentioned that. I don't know. My, my wife walked through, so I got a little distracted. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you mention those guys? That- yeah, yeah, yeah. Khalil Mack, you know, went to the Chargers. And you know, you, when you put that offense – back and hear what you said then. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you got to look at the tape. Uh, but you, you look at what uh, you know. I like that offense. Their quarterback is uh, is, a, is a rising star, and then I and then the, uh, Staley is a great defensive mind. I like what they're doing. Um, you know, so 
it's so early in this whole process that, you know, the Packers for years never made any moves in, in, in uh, free agency, but they had the quarterback situation locked down, uh, which made their offensive line better, which made their defense better in a lot of years. You know, they went out and they did get uh, Charles Woodson. That was their, one of their shining guys that they got. Obviously that paid off, but typically they were been a, a team that's quiet. I, I'm glad for, I'm glad for Brady coming back for one reason that it keeps uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in check because I've, you know, I've never had my my desire that the Packers get uh, do not make it back to the Super Bowl, especially Aaron Rodgers. You know his all the stuff surrounding him. I'm, I guess it's good that it's over with one way or the other, but I'm so tired of that. It's uh, uh, it's going to be re- looking right now, you know, uh, with the, with the Bears rebuilding and. the the Lions being the Lions and the Vikings, you know, status quo that it's it's the Packers division again for for a while, at least next year. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been that way for 20 years. It's um, retired or longer. Uh, that's that's where, you know, like, you know, Vikings did. Of course, the one time that they won the division when Simmer was here, uh, it helped that Anthony Barr broke the broke his neck, uh, broke uh, Rogers called. collarbone. Uh, that that went a long way toward winning that division that year, but uh, that's right. That's that's sad. Um, I guess I, you, you kind of told me an interesting story about you and Trubisky. You know, if you want to just elaborate a little bit on that, I mean, I, I thought that was an interesting move that that they did sign him. We, we touched on it earlier, but uh, you've got some history with the Trubisky family. Oh well, it's uh, his his uh, mom's name is Jernasic. Uh, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. Um, she was a I think a year ahead of me or a year behind me. Um, and I was at a, I was at a party with one of my friends back in Ohio and I saw this guy walking around in a Trubisky, you know, Jersey. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird being in Cleveland, but and they said, yeah, that's, uh, that's Mitch Trubisky's dad. And that's when he, had, uh, Mitch had just been, he had just been drafted by the bears. Now it's not Mitch's fault that the bears overdrafted this guy. I mean, he, he only played like, I don't know, 14, 15 games at North Carolina. And he became the rising name, and they they made that trade, took a number two overall, and then he's constantly now when he goes on to the to the Steelers, maybe he's still not chasing that because now he's two teams removed from the Steelers. Uh, but no, she uh, he looks just like her brother, uh, Jernasic brother, I think. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. And now you know, obviously Northeast Ohio, it's all Browns fans, and now he's in Pittsburgh, and you know, given his. Uh, I don't know. He's he hasn't lived up to to his draft status, which is hard to do, anyways. But it's kind of, I guess, Browns fans will be happy to see a Ben Roethlisberger go and Mitch Trubisky step in, um, and then then I think they massively overpaid for Mason Cole, um, although it wasn't a huge contract. But still, I don't know if he's going to. He's gonna, yeah, if, if he's going to start, I have no idea. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, but then, you know, when the Steelers make moves, it's sort of like when, this, when the Patriots make moves, you're like, well, maybe, you know, there's something there because you trust their organization because it's so yeah. solid. That's a good point. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm sure by the time we're done with this this podcast, it, things have all changed completely because it's the second day of tampering. I just, you know, legal tampering. What the hell does that term even mean? It's just, it's, you know, it's like the, the NFL is never going to, never going to get involved in gambling and see, you know, they, whatever the NFL cracks me up, but so, uh, so things are going to change this week. Uh, it's, um, hopefully the Vikings do something else just for not, for no other reason than it, 
it gives us something to talk about and it's it's fun to watch from a fan standpoint to see how things are changing but uh as they are they're strapped a little bit and uh um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next i guess i have one quick question about the golf question of the week do you think uh, a mullet is the appropriate hairstyle for a, a player's champion title winner you say what do you what do you think of that <laughs> well you said you look yeah you but you were trying to decide whether you looked like him or um, who's uh, the other guy? Fleetwood, Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, look like their great grandpa, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he's my doppelganger. And I tell you what, if you can putt the way that guy was putting, oh my god, uh, you can wear your hair any way you want or your mustache any way you want. <laughs> it was that was like the smoothest putting stroke, and the fact that the ball every single time it was like dead center, just barely rolling in. It was just, it was so smooth. Uh, he's probably never put I me. Mean, he's a great player, great putter, but he's probably never putted quite like that in his life. Uh, putt for no, baby. I mean, it was, uh, it was got a little wobbly whenever he uh, punched that ball around the tree into the water. I think he got his nerves jumped on him. And I, as I told you, as I wrote in the Minnesota Golfer magazine, I have that punch shot. I could have stepped in and, and taken that shot for him because I'm old, when I'm under trees. And I got a little window. I got that punch shot. Well, I own that shot. That's what your caddy said at Interlock, and he saw it so many yes. times. What What did he say to you after he saw you punch out of the trees? For the yeah, I was, uh, you know, as as uh, as your as your buddy. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, uh, Tom Ryan, as he's shooting a 71 or whatever, you know, he's just like, you know, right down the middle, couple putts, you know, on the on in regulation, one or two putts every single hole. I'm off in the woods, and I got some. My four caddy is riding along with me, and um, and they run up and they they spot the ball for you. So it's, he's like he's your typical four caddy. He's a teenager. He's six four. He's about one hundred and twenty five pounds, and um, he didn't say a word all all day until I, I had his, my my tenth really good punch out, and he said, "Dude," he goes, and I looked at him and he goes, "I don't know if this is a compliment or not, but you you own that shot." <laughs> So that's my claim to fame is I own the the wooded the wooded punch shot back into the fairway. Practice makes perfect. Well, that, yes. uh, since we've reached the uh, golf question of the week, that means I'm out of questions for you, but we'll have plenty next week for Quasi and Kevin O'Connell um, and for Mark Craig. So, Mark, thanks for another installment of Vikings Territory Breakdown. Mike Walden, behind the scenes, thank you. Thanks all folks for, for tuning in and listening. And uh, I'm going to go out and take care of the heavy duty of checking to see if there's any sap in those bottles on those trees out there. But until next week, thanks and skull.